I recently overheard some teen girls very upset about how they look. I saw two beautiful young ladies. They weren't too short or too fat. You see, the problem isn't how other people see us. It's how we see ourselves. And unless we see ourselves through the lens of the Holy Spirit, we don't see God's masterpiece. Too often we're tricked because we see just the opposite through the lens of the greatest liar of all. But not my guest today. Carla Hogan refused to see herself other than through God's eyes. And she thanks him every day for her beauty. That's right, Stephanie. Open your eyes. Your prize is right before you. Somehow, whatever you do, just don't listen I recently heard my guest today, Carla Hogan, speak. And I was just as fascinated as what she had to say as the reaction from the audience. Carla, thank you for sharing your testimony with my audience today because you had all of us captivated. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Thank you for asking me, letting me come um, just to share a little piece of my Jesus with what he's done. Um, I, my testimony is basically comes from Galatians 4 verse 6 that says because I am God's daughter God sent the spirit of his son into my life and that's who I am and I heard somebody say just the other day you are a beauty full and that it, it just reminded me that because I'm beautiful and I'm filled with that beauty, that means that Jesus is what shines out because that's what's inside. And so that, that's what he's taught me throughout my life. And my life has been filled with all kinds of opportunities to live Jesus out loud. And what other people think of me is not what makes me who I am. And I learned that at a very, very young age. And how old? Um, I would say older elementary school. Uh, I never really knew anything was wrong with me. I, but my family just treated me like every. I had two siblings. We all got treated the same. It wasn't until I started school, and not even really in Sunday school that people started pointing out to me what was wrong with me. What did they and, say? Um, they, well, they called me four eyes, and they, my mouth doesn't close totally, and my eyes don't shut totally. Um, and why is that? What condition were you born with? I have what's called Mobius syndrome, which actually, I have to tell you, it, it's kind of a funny thing, because whoever the man was that it was named after, the doctor, would happen to have at least two consonants where you have to close your mouth and mine doesn't close but it's called Mobius syndrome and it's the sixth and seventh cranial nerve that it's it's congenital so I was born with it um, mouth doesn't close lateral eye movement doesn't happen it's actually called the mask uh, it's been referred to as the mask because the face doesn't move like everyone else's faces do. And 
that's what used to get made fun of, the fact that there wasn't expression there. But I think one thing that God, I, I was introduced to Jesus by my parents, went to church, and from the very beginning of from your life. From the very beginning. From the very beginning. And I just knew, I knew that I was smiling even though no one could see it. And I think that getting to know Jesus helped me to realize that that, that, that smile shines when I don't know it shines. It's just there. And so I, I just learned early that what others say it hurts it hurts I've and how hurt. did you handle those insults from your classmates what advice can you give to some parent or a child who might be listening who's bullied you know I think that the best thing for me was obviously not to react in the moment though you want to but I I knew when I went home that it was a safe place that that I was truly loved. My, my siblings loved me. They fought with me like they, any siblings fight. We, we were kind of hard on each other, but we loved each other. And I knew that my parents were my, my champions. They were my champions. And they told me, Carla, my mother, one time, I, she introduced me to a friend of theirs, a, a grown man. I was probably in my teens. And when I, when I met him, I looked down at the floor and I said, it's so nice to meet you. And they went ahead and talked and later on my mom said, Carla, you never have to be embarrassed to meet anybody. You look them straight in the face and you say, hi, I'm Carla Sidwell. It's nice to meet you. And so now, with that upbringing and with my Jesus just right there, I now can say, hi, I'm Carla Hogan. It's nice to meet you. Do you have any idea the impact that you have on people that you speak to and you tell them really the purpose of being on this planet is preparation for eternity and it's to glorify God through his word. And I honestly have met so many people with incredible testimonies, but yours gets you in the gotcha. Why do you think that is? You know what? Um, my, one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10, that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good works he planned ahead of time for us to do. And so for me, I know that if I'm walking and if I'm showing up at his feet every day, that he's going to lead me to those things that he planned ahead of time for me to do. And for me to be able to share, this is what's kind of funny. I had a gal ask me in college one time, Carla, I, I could just sit and watch you talk forever. How you can even form those words. And I thought, you know, God really is good because only a God that sees ahead is going to know that even a person with Mobius syndrome is going to be able to share Christ because he saw to it that even lips that don't meet and eyes that don't close 
can communicate her Jesus. So to a world that sees somebody that doesn't look quite like they do and might not be able to public speak, don't ask me why he's given me that heart, but he has. And so I walk through the doors into those good things he prepared ahead of time for me to do. And you were told early on, this isn't going to happen for you. You don't get to have this adventure. And all of that was a lie. And you refused to believe it because you had this Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he's always been your joy. Yes. Yes, he has. In fact, it's interesting. Just in the last couple of weeks, um, God's led me to another scripture in Romans 15, 13, that says, may the God of hope May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that to me says, Carla, your job is to trust Your job is to trust. It's not to create the joy and the peace and the hope. Though those are fruit of the Spirit, He will will bring those. Mine is to trust in the God of hope that He will fill me with joy and peace. And when I have that joy and peace, I will overflow with hope by that power of the Holy Spirit that was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So that is my hope. That is my identity. That's the kind of thing to me, I would encourage others. You can get encouragement from so many people that God has placed in your life, family, friends, mentors, pastors, anyone. But truly, where we really realize our identity is in Christ, in God's Word, His written Word, His spoken Word, and His Word in the flesh. So that to me is the best encouragement I can give as to how to be encouraged, is to go to the very one that created. And to share our testimony. I know that people are listening right now who are told, you're never going to have a baby. You're never going to get married. You don't measure up. I just want you to tell them what was told to you and how you pretty much gave Satan too many black eyes to count. I think he just decided to just leave you alone. (laughs) I think he decided to flee. I, um, well, I knew that I looked differently and I truly was kind of told that I wouldn't get married, that no one would find me attractive um, when there were all these other women to choose from. And I got to be past college, and I kind of started to believe that. But God saw fit to send me on Continental Singers Tour. And on Continental Singers Tour was a young man who was our lighting tech, And we were friends on tour, and once we left tour, I moved to California. He moved to California shortly after that. And funny thing, 
God saw to it also that we would be husband and wife. Uh, my husband, Greg, is, he's my man. He's my man. And um, looks, looks past, looks past the outside, sees the inside. I realized early on she quickly became everybody's best friend. She was engaging. She's hilarious. You get to know her. She is hilarious. <laughs> we love to laugh together. And she just has a heart of gold. She cares for people and uh, encourages people. And I was like, I want that gal. Yep. Um, we got married in 1989. And we tried to have children within the first three years. But I was told that we would not have, we were infertile. And we went through four years of infertility. And again, tried and tried. And right before we ended up, we were going to stop. It was our, our last month. And we ended up being pregnant with our Kelly. And in 1996, we had Kelly. And then in 1997, the end of 1997, we had Carrie. And so... What do those girls mean to you when you see them? You know what? I have to tell you, Stephanie, the thing that blesses me, um, when I first found out that I was pregnant the first time, I miscarried. But before that, I can remember crying to Greg and saying, honey, what happens if this baby has Mobius syndrome? And he said, Carla, that would be the best of things because then she would be like you. Yeah. And, He's uh, a keeper. Okay. I know, I know. And so that's when I saw Kelly and when I saw Carrie, and now they're 23 and 25. Um, they do not have Mobius syndrome. But I will tell you that when I look at them, I see maybe what I might look like without Mobius syndrome, but I see in them what people see in me and in Greg. It is our Jesus. That's the thing that matters the most, is what I see in them is what will carry them. It'll carry them, no matter where they go, what they do. Um, and so what do you see in your grandbaby? Oh, my grandbaby! Oh, my goodness! I know! He's I six and a half months old. I know, little Leland. Um, you know what? What I'm praying already is that God will make him a warrior. A warrior. To stand, to stand for Christ, to truly know what that means, and to not be afraid, um, especially in the world that we live in. So I just, they are all gems. They are treasures in my treasure trove. All of them. And really, I think they remind us all that if God is for us, Romans 8.31, who can be against us? You have so much fruit. Mm. You are the fruitiest lady I've ever met. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I take it as a compliment. That. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I know. You know, Stephanie, um, one thing for young people that I think, especially when we talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we, we can rattle it off, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, but all, all of them. And we almost concentrate so much on bearing that fruit. I've got to have joy. I've got to have peace. I've got to have love. I've, that we kind of lay aside the fact that when we really are connected to the vine, when we are the true vine, that fruit is produced through the intimacy we have in that vine. And it's like, you, you don't have to tell, an orange tree doesn't, doesn't t- tell itself, say to itself, I have to bear oranges, I have to bear oranges, I have to be, it's that kind of tree. If I am attached to the vine of Christ, and he is my true vine, his fruit will grow. I just have to make sure that I'm at his feet, showing up every day, being filled, and not believing what happens here. I heard somebody say one time, with Peter, Jesus called him out of the boat, and he was standing there on the water, called him right out of the boat. Peter stepped out of the boat, and the minute he stepped out of the boat, the waves were none of his business. That's the same for us. I find that the enemy knows that if he can get me concentrated on the waves, whether it's what people think of me or say about me, the circumstances I'm in, how lousy I think I've done, if he can get me concentrated on those, even though Jesus has called me out, that's when I'll start to sink. So the waves are none of our business. If I can truly be that focused on my Jesus, then I'm going to be able to walk across anything that Christ calls me to walk across. When I Mm -hmm. saw you up on that stage, I saw a servant who is reminding us all that we get it wrong most days because we're looking at life through our own understanding, through sometimes, like I said earlier, the lens of the biggest liar of all. Mm -hmm. And you got us back to center. You got us back to Christ. You got us back to the word. And you made us all feel like we could leave that building and we could conquer anything the world threw at us because Carla, you are one of the most remarkable people I have ever encountered. And I've been interviewing a lot of people in this long career of mine. Thank you.